Hi, I'm Jason Wachab, founder and CEO of MindBuddyGreen, the best-selling author of Wealth, and your host for the MindBuddyGreen podcast, where I'll be bringing you deep and insightful dialogues with some of the greatest minds in wellness. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review, comment, and share with your friends and family. And don't forget to visit us at mindbuddygreen.com for your daily dose of wellness. This episode is sponsored by MindBodyGreen classes and trainings, where you can learn from world-class experts from the comfort of your own home. The MindBodyGreen class library has educational programs you can't find anywhere else. From yoga and meditation to nutrition and personal growth, our classes have something for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a wellness warrior, MindBodyGreen classes will take you further on your wellness journey. You can find our classes at mindbodygreen.com slash classes. That's mindbodygreen.com slash classes. Enter the promo code podcast on checkout to receive 15% off your next purchase. Thanks and enjoy the podcast. Episode five, Lauren Handel Zander on becoming a life coach, the importance of girl gangs and how to never be bored again. Lauren Handel Zander is determined to help you get exactly what you want out of life. Co-founder of the international corporate consulting and life coaching company, The Handel Group, and author of the new book, Maybe It's You, Cut the Crap, Face Your Fears, and Love Your Life. Lauren was turned on to life coaching at just age 11 and has never looked back since. Determined to help people create actual and actionable change, Lauren created The Handel Method, which is a style of life coaching that inspires everyone to face exactly what's holding them back from true happiness and to own it. Her team at the Handel Group works with everyone from CEOs to celebrities. And as Lauren says herself, there's never been someone that she hasn't been able to help. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I want to talk about your story and and how you got to where you are today. I think it's an amazing journey. Um, so we're going to go back in time. Whoa. So, okay. you know, college. Yes. So. Only took five years. Only took five years. That's, <laughs> hey, you know, you got out. Took me four and a lot of summer school, but that's, a, no, I'm not. Um, you go to Denver, University, yes, of, University Denver, of Denver. And you end up performing quite well there and transferring. Yes. To George Washington. Yes. That was the first time I ever got good grades. Really? Without cheating. Interesting. (laughs) And shortly after you get into the coaching world by way of, you take a job at Landmark. Yeah. Landmark Education. So right out of school, like that's not traditional. Most people go to GW, they don't end up at, so talk to me about how that happened. Truth is, my first job out of college, what I studied in college at GW was I got a degree in environmental studies. Okay. Got my first job at the United Nations yep. Global Environment Facility. I got an internship. I was so proud. I was like hustling my little. So you're living in DC? No, I no. was in New York. Okay. And uh, I hated it. Not like it was good, right. but I didn't care. And the more I cared, like the more I chased give, caring about the environment, the more I hated people. <laughs> And that felt so raw, like I didn't, I wasn't happy, right? right? And so then I had a revelation, the trees are fine. So the trees have whatever problems, but the problems are with the people. I studied the wrong thing. Right. I didn't, like really what I actually have to change is the people who don't see the trees. Right. That was around 22. And then the only company that I even knew did any kind of self-help 
was landmark education. And so I left my environmental world yep. to go to work at the only company I really thought of. So did you do the program? I or had, you just went straight in to um, show up, I'm going to work I here? I really do come from a family who did est back in the day. Okay. Yeah. I was like the orthodox little Jewish family who, you know, parents broke out. Actually, mother broke out and did it and then had her kids do it. And so then, when did you do Landmark? I did, I literally did Est when I was 11 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? So w when you did that program, that yet, like, were there, did you like it? Did you say, I'm gonna be a coach someday or I wanna be in personal development or you just like did it, went through the motions, you had some takeaways or? I had, I definitely had some takeaways and I definitely looked at the woman leading the course and said, wow, that's amazing, like that's hot, right? So I remember I was impacted that, that, that there was a way to make a difference, right? There was some way to reach people, that something was possible and that print, like, oh yeah. So what was it about her that, that resonated? People were listening. Right. <laughs> like so it was that simple. Had a captive, so it was like a captive audience where, and then it really was for the betterment of people. Yeah. Right. So the concept was profound to me. It really was. At 11, I got it. And so what were the key takeaways for an 11 year old? Like what, are, what were the key takeaways? I, I have the one line that they really do get credit for, which okay. is they showed pictures of ways of acting, behaving. Right. And I did understand for the first time in my life, that was profound, that if I was choosing to be bored, if I was bored, hmm. I was boring. And I was like, that's hot. For an 11 year old to go, it's not anybody like it. Right. right? That was my first, maybe it's me. Yep. Right. But Right, so I, it, they, that wasn't what they were exactly teaching, sure. but that's what I walked away with that was profound. And then I never had to be bored ever again. Like it was all in my own jurisdiction to change anything or have anything mm -hmm. was really my aha moment from that I give credit to that happened there. And so you're 23, 24, and yeah. you show up on their doorstep and you yeah. say, I wanna work. Yeah. And then what happens next? Uh, I did it, became a seminar leader, worked, my little tail feathers off. So what do you think the qualities are that someone needs to succeed as a coach? Is it, they, they have to use self-confidence, they have a strong point of view, obviously they need a mm, method, or mm. is it they're a good listener? Like mm. wh what is it you think you had where clearly at a, a very young age, you know, you're pretty green, that you're just like, you start right. diving in and succeeding. Like what, what, what is it? What do you think you had or have? Well, so, the, the first thing is I have a mad, mad love for what's possible for right. a person yeah. and their life story. Like I, think a, like I think an individual's story is spiritual, deep, and could be so much greater if we understood ourselves and, and we're healing the world, right? Like, and doing the right work. And it's not taught anywhere, right. like not even at all. And so I didn't even realize how into that I was. Mm -hmm. And then I had, this is gonna sound terrible, but I had all these guinea pigs, right? Including like, <laughs> oh my God. And right? they're listening to me. And they listen to me. <laughs> and, and so I, had a, I have devotion to people's happiness, is really, right. I'm devoted to people getting what they want. So 
and then how do you figure out how to get it? Right. <sighs> right. It's the most fun so, I've so ever had. Getting back to your your timeline. So then you 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 leave. Yes. And you say, I'm going to start coaching people. Yes. And then they start signing up in droves. You start succeeding. It, it, it was like, shocking. What did you have any idea? Like nothing. You'd be successful at this, or like I'm going to develop a method, and it's going to be groundbreaking. And like, what, well, what what's it. in your mind well, when here's, you're? Here was the funniest thing. I remember when I did the math because I really didn't make a lot of money. Like, how many clients would I need to replace my income? Right. Yeah, it was like five. Right. <laughs> it was like. Right, especially your volunteering. Like, right, like, the whole thing was like five, one a day, right? Like, yeah. that's ridiculous, yeah. right? So, you know, by the time I was in the first six months of my career, I had, I was at 20 clients a week, so right? Like, I went from nowhere to so making it. What do you think it was that, because that's hard, you know, that, that's no easy feat. What, what was it about the way you were coaching your method in those days that like you were doing, you were clearly doing something right to have yeah. that much traction so yeah. fast. It worked, right? It actually. So what was it? Was the beginning of the method? Like talk to me, like what were so you? Getting people to take the right actions. It isn't that the reaction, it isn't that the action is so shocking. Sure. Right. It isn't what to do. It's that you don't do it. Sure. And so then my job has always been to hold a person accountable to do it. Like, I'm your coach. I'm making you do that. So back then you were still holding people accountable. Oh. And I think it separates you from a lot of people. Yeah, I believe in, I teach right. personal integrity, right? Like, keep a promise to yourself. I'm not impressed with all the promises you can keep to everybody else. As a matter of fact, self-respect, right. self-confidence comes from, can you keep a promise well, to yourself? Well, it leads me to one of my questions is, do, do you think that is the downfall? Like there are, there's tons of therapists out there yeah. and psychiatrists and psychologists yeah. and coaches. And like, yes. what, what do you think is the downfall? Like that doesn't work for a lot of people. Why does your method right. succeed? I break it into their spiritual integrity, their yeah. spiritual integrity, emotional integrity, and physical integrity. Mm -hmm. They're happening at all the time. What your head says, how you feel, and what you just did. Right. And at all times... Right. If you're eating the cookie, you're going to have to feel like he hurt you and your head just said, I deserve it. And he's a jerk. And right. So right. that like the so I have been studying. How did you get the cookie? Like, how, like, what's up? Like, why not the apple? Right. And then so I have always been breaking into people's actions, thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. Right. And their inner dialogue and how they stop themselves. And if you don't go into that combined with physical integrity, if you don't do that, mm -hmm. it will not change an individual. And where do you think? So like if we just take Western, so like psychologists, psychiatrists, like where do you think they just fail? Do they just not see us as integrated people or? I don't think, like my joke about myself is I get to tell you what to do. And therapy does not have permission at all to go into a person's life and tell them what to do at all. Like I really am, okay, no, no, no. Are you happy with your body? No? Okay, great, you're gonna lose 15 pounds. Okay, great. This is, do not eat the, and then we're gonna negotiate your diet and then you're gonna send me what you said you'd eat. Like, oh, we're gonna do this and I'm gonna fire myself if you don't keep your promises. Right. Right, like I mean it, right? I believe in change and change actually has to happen. And what about other coaches out there? And, and, and the, the explosion of the coaching industry. You know, what I do say is I think anything's better than nothing. Right. 
<clears throat> right? Like I'm okay with McDonald's serving salad, right? Like I'll take any place doing anything. Sure. So start there. Like anyone who's dying, doing good is doing good. There's just better. And so that's a nice way to put it. So, yes. so getting back to your story. <laughs> so, okay. You start coaching people, you start, you know, getting more clients, you're up to 20, 30, 40 clients a week, whatever. Yes. Like, so when do you say to yourself, okay, you start to identify your method. Yeah. Which is, you know, a trademark method, a proven method, the Handel yes. method. Like, when do you start to say like, hmm, I'm starting to see some patterns here. I think there's something I'm doing that's really unique yeah. to anyone else. Like, do you have, is that a that's, moment? I had a moment. So I leave Landmark, I go out on my own, I then have a revelation that, what am I going to do, 642 clients and die? Right. Like, and I'm a unicorn? Like, I'm just like, a, like, did I, am I learning anything that I could reproduce? Can, is it something that someone else can do? Do I actually have something that I can give away, right, to someone else and teach them? And so that was my next big question. And I had my first five people I was going to turn into coaches and see if I can train them. So how long, where are you? How old are you like now? How many years have you been at this? I probably had, I already had my baby. I might, I might have been right at two kids. So they were just too little. So it's like uh, 2000, it's, uh, it's about two years away from starting Handel Group. At the four or five year mark, I was a little bored. And, and wondering if I was going to be like my father, the lawyer, who just like lived through doing so many clients and like that was it. So, and not like so bad, how are you bored? It's just the same thing, the monotony um, of seeing Because this. I wasn't, because I was going to live and die and have done 642 clients. So, like made 642 people happier. So was that the number of clients you had? No, it was my that? joke of okay, like at my it. deathbed. Got it. Like, was I really going to be okay with my own deathbed being that? And I even taught people to dream bigger than I was even dreaming. Right. Right. Like, really? I'm a little bored with my own vision. So and I was bored with myself. And so you expand the vision and you start. That's funny again. I gave myself a year. <laughs> Maybe it's me. Uh, I gave myself a year to figure out the next big step, but I decided I would train people. Like, let me see if I could teach a few people and help them build their own practices. And then the joke was, is I helped build someone who got her serious radio show and as being America's life coach. Like oh, I really? did, I like, I didn't just help. I like helped. That's amazing. <laughs> right? It was, it was. And then that was like my own, oh, I better get up. I better get a life. Right. Who, like, who, what am I doing? Who was it? Uh, it was Mel Robbins. Got it. Yes. She, who's like, sure. you know, who I tra- like, she was a law- an unhappy lawyer. And so you said you gave yourself a year. How long did it take? Much less. Oh, wow. Okay. I gave myself a year, announced it at a big dinner that I was going to like figure myself out. I had already started training people. And then at that time, one of my like dear friends was getting divorced. There was like a, sure. a scene and a half of everyone needed money. Right. And I look like I should grow a pair, right? And get on with the big vision, especially because my sister needed it. My, my, my sister, who I started the business with, Beth. that was Beth, yes. was when she moved to New York, brought her family, started a business with someone else and was unhappy and looked at me like, you should do something. So you said you made the announcement at yeah. dinner. Yeah. Was that, was that strategic in a way to hold yourself accountable? Of course. I always, I use this method. Right, right. No, I, I know, I know. Everyone's going to read the book. But. I, tell, I tell on myself, I admit right. things, and then I hold myself to have to do something about it. I throw the hat. 
And so then academia starts calling. Like, tell me about. I think that's pretty powerful. Like this method is not only just taught by you yeah, no, and no, coaches. No, 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 no. Like th this is legit. When I said the vision for the first time, which is the same vision I'm in. And what was that? No one's teaching real life in education. No one's teaching you how to deal with everything. Like there's not even competition about how to design a person's own life anywhere in education. How can that be, right? How can that frontier still exist, right? How can education not care, right? right? Something is so wrong, right? Like that's where to break in. How do I break in? Right. And, and that was so the dream was break into education, higher education and go go to the top brands so that you can close the gap. So tell me how that happened. Oh, it's a cute story. Great man. New Year's Eve party. Dating someone he wasn't very happy with. We're all a little. Sure at the party and so was this after 9 p.m or before 9 p.m this was in the in the in more into the midnight range because oh, wow. right? there's a saying you hear the saying like nothing what? good happens after and then it's like insert time so clearly something <laughs> you know something good happened it after was, it was actually i i um deeply love this man okay. right and so brilliant man handsome like nothing really wrong with him but yeah. like looked at me and i was like huh you don't look that happy and you look like don't you want a fam like how are you doing at right. New right at this new year's eve party and he close to weld up right. and i'm not going to sell out but i don't know if i'm ever going to figure this out right. so we have that whole moment i go for a, a freezing cold run the next day and on the run i i we hadn't we barely started the company like on the run i had the idea like I, he's a, cause he's a professor at MIT. Yeah. I'm like, me, I know what to do. I'll offer him if I change your life, if I teach you I exist, if I get you married, if I figure out what's wrong with you in love, you walk me in the front door. Offered him the deal. Yeah. He was with his wife, the woman he ended up marrying, happy, two kids, awesome lady within six months. And I was in the front door within the year. Wow. Right. And it was just, and it was true, right? Like the meth, and then MIT was the best thing that ever happened to me sure. because of those brains and making me have to organize everything for the engineering mind. So without being too specific, I'm just curious, yeah. like, what did you see, you know, what did you see that no one else saw with him? What, what, what didn't he see? So you have to go back to your parents. Right. You have to understand the problem in their relationship. Not because it really was, not because you had it absolutely right, right, but you had your reaction to their marriage, right. and then you keep dating inside of patterns reacting to them sure. in your own version. Sure. And so he never looked at it that way, right. and I could pretty much name that tune when I lay it out from the homework. Right, I can name that tune pretty fast. Right, so I named the tune. We figured out why he kept dating the exact wrong girl mm -hmm. and his pattern. And really, by the time you're done, you make the four right promises of you'll never break these promises with yourself again. And, and then you go out dating, yeah. right? And you get the profile right. You get, I mean, he met her. So what is it? Way. You see so many people. Yeah. What are, are, is there one specific thing that most people come to you for? Or you see a lot? You see Career, love, yeah. body. In that order? No. 
Love first. Body gets people to me a lot. Like, yeah, it's like it's like it's in it's in that and, realm. And what are those like? Are there specific like? Oh, I've seen this a hundred times. Specific issues like I can't. I'm assuming if it's body, it's like I can't lose weight, or I <laughs> don't love my body, or I like what or they're. I don't know what happened. I don't. Right. I don't. I'm putting myself last. Right. Right. I'm. I'm. I don't feel good about myself, right. my body. Right. They're not really coming for a weight loss program, but they're like right. physically unhappy. And then what's usually this? It's like that's always that, they that, resigned, that's a symptom. They're resigned. Bodies are love resigned. Right. right. <laughs> usually. So when you or addiction slipping into that direction. When you practice self-love or in love, you usually are not resigned. You are usually happier with your body, would you say? You can most like people do not want to grow up in some area or other, whether it's doing laundry, eating correct, like getting yourself happy and doing what you have to do, having integrity in an area that you suffer in, right? That's just, there's a 101 learning how to master your mind, right? right? And how you talk to yourself and how you get away with things. Right. And so what about career? What are most people coming um, for? Career... So people have serious, so you tell me career, I'm going to tell you we have to figure out your relationship to money yep. and how you see yourself and what you dream for, right? Like, mm -hmm. so there, there's, there, it, it, everything is about believing in yourself and, and having dreams. Right. And then where you sold out, whenever you sold out, however long ago you sold out. Right. About however you did that. So sorting that out and being able to face yourself, people want to be happy. That's not in question. It's, is the process getting you there and are you willing to do the work? Right. And so how do you define success? I, I, for my own life? Yeah. Dang, I better like my body. Yep. Right. I am, I stick to my food. Like I do not cheat on my diet. Right. Like I don't want to be wondering what to eat today. Mm -hmm. I, so integrity in the body makes me very happy. My workout, like that is a must yep. feel good in my body. Um, feel really good in my marriage. Mm -hmm. Right. Love my kids like those though. And my commute, my family, my friends. Right. So there's like the core of as long as I have these things, I'm good. But how do I measure? So I got those things and I keep yeah. those truly maintained. Yeah. And my friendship, like I have love. Yeah. So as long as I've got that intact, right? If my husband's pissed at me today, I'm going to have a, I can't, I can't, I can't function. So I keep that in deep tack, right? And then the next round is wanting to make, is, is I will measure the success of my life by the impact I had with my dream. Right. Like, no, I don't get to clock out until the moment I die and go, how'd I do? Right? <laughs> right? How many people read the book? How, how much change did I cause? Sure. Period. And so, in your estimation, what are the keys to a happy core unit family, you know, relationship, partner, husband, wife, wow. and kids? Like, what are, what are the keys to success there? Well, simply put, which is, this is not a simple, it, you better like yourself deeply like yourself, yep. right? So that you can really pick who you would like to be with and like them too, right? So then there's really this relationship that's critical and sacred, yep. right? And I, I really believe in love and I think that that's first and foremost is you should have a partner. Now, however you like that, however many partners you have with your partner, like however that is for you, you should have it however you like it. So there's no lying, mm -hmm. 
right? So I probably measure everything from the degree to which you have to lie. And any degree do you ha that you have to lie is a, is a distance away from happiness. So I, I don't have to lie to my husband. I can ask him anything. He can tell me anything. We're that connection, right? right? Best of friends, right? So I really think that's most important. Money, yep. that you're proud of achievement right. and that you think you're really achieving and you're proving to yourself and in love with what you're doing. God, there's so much. It's not an easy. No, I know, I know. So let me ask you. So, <laughs> so someone bad walk, answer. So someone <laughs> someone walks in to see you. Yeah. Are there certain issues or people where you just say, "I, I just can't help," or do you think everyone like you know a big? What I love about you is you're very big into accountability. Yes. And in some situations, yes. is accountability not enough? Accountability is a relative term, which is hard to believe, right? So you're like the, the bulimic, right? So that person, like the, 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 first of all, the hardest thing to deal with is addicts. So I really do believe that there's epigenetics, sure. right? And the impact of whatever you were raised by like having imprint and thought and, and compulsion, yeah. right? And so my, my whole, all the work I do is about breaking into the mind and that compulsion and seeing if you can have self-awareness mm -hmm. and choose your thoughts and change that. The amount of getting a person to change their own thought patterns when they're printed already right. is a trip and a half. That is my most, I, I, I could like move into a mental institution to study that, I can move into a jail to study that. Like I would love to actually move in and start to study the stories that gave, like I wish for that one day, right? right? Because I don't, that all needs healing, forgiving. Maybe that's your and next I, reality TV show. Harder project than Sean Young. Where is that, right? Hello, <laughs> I, I, I'm good, I could do this, right? I, I can't get it sold. Um, longer than one episode. Yes. Um, <laughs> Should we do it here? Can we do it here? We could get a chair right there. Come Maybe. On. Come on, my body green. Um, sorry. Where are we? So addiction, like that's something. That one. So in in the in t it takes me three years to get a person to stop being a food addict. Like it takes years. So the amount of accountability that it takes is not like, can I get you to keep a promise? It's going to be way easier. Right. Then someone who's a food addict who you go, hey, like, how, how's that diet going today? And they lie. I don't right. think. So accountability is whenever you tell me whenever like I forgive the minute you tell me the truth. So Does what, that make sense? What, yeah. So <laughs> what trips people up the most when telling the truth? Um, the pretense is, that they're not going to be forgiven or that shame. Or that if I tell the truth, you're, I'm going to be humiliated. So there, you could say your ego ref and your vice, right? So I still want to smoke the cigarette, and I don't want you to know I'm smoking it. And if you did know, I'd have to stop. And if you don't know, I don't. Right. I can't tell you you'll be mad at me. Right. Like, wee! Right? The, so the mind is always... Right. You should hear what people say to trying to get more sugar. Like I was on a call last night with a very brilliant woman who was explaining some story that hurt her feelings from three weeks ago to explain the butterscotch pudding. Right. Right. Like, no, really. So 
So we were that head of yours is running sugar, cigarettes, alcohol, right. all problems. So you're human. Yes. How do you coach yourself? Who do you go to? Like who do you oh, I love you this know? answer. I have a gang. Right? I really have a gang of girls, ladies. Yeah. And um, we meet every six weeks and I keep all my promises with them and we're constantly doing homework, right? I always have homework. Yep. I'm always keeping my promises. I'm always paying my consequences. Like I'm, I'm in, so I'm, I have you, a constant support. Are your network. promises always changing? Are they evolving or pro- No, there's a series that are always the same okay. because it's still me. <laughs> and then yes, they're new ones, right? Yeah. I'm always working on something. So talk to me about that too, because what I've read, there are a lot of studies that suggest like happiness is also tied to, to pursuing something, to, to this idea of mission. fulfillment, to mission, mission to mission. improvement. You know, you always hear stories about the CEO who retires or the, right. someone retires yes. or sells a company and the next thing you know, they drop down the golf course. Exactly. Like Sorry. this idea of always, so, so what, talk to me about that and why that's important to always be looking to improve, to, to push, to... Life is a privilege or right. not. Like, oh, there, there's like not right. or is, right? And so if it is, right, there's an endless supply of getting good at something, achieving something, whatever it is you're into. Right. Right? But to be into something is to love something. To love something is to enjoy it. Right? right? I don't care if you're enjoying a cup of coffee. I don't care if you're a connoisseur about anything. It, someone who's unhappy is not in love with things. Mm -hmm. You wanna be happy, you should be in love with a variety of things, right? Do you need to sell? Like my mother is actually a very happy person. She has never worked a day in her life. No, really, right? Barely volunteered, like there was a few years there. She just, really, she could live for her dogs and my dad. So so one thing I also know I've read about you is you're a fan of Ayn Rand. Yes. Fountainhead. Yes. Like, talk to me about that. That's not a traditional no, uh, reading list that. book. Well, I, I read the book. It's just not like I, I read Ayn Rand. Like, there's a lot yeah. of good stuff there. Like, talk to me about that impact. Uh, well, first of all, I use the book interestingly, if that's a word, right? I like archetypes. Okay. And I make everyone who becomes a coach, I don't even know if we still do this, but I used to make everyone who became a coach take every character in that book and go, how much Rourke are you? How much Keating are you? How much (laughs) Tui are you? Like every one of those characters she laid out is is human, flawed extremism, Right. right? So I like to take something and do whatever I want with it. Right. And so I really did rob that book and do whatever I wanted with it. Um, and then found out later when I started, when Google helped me out, like how, like I didn't really understand that she was lying about who she was, right? Or whatever right. her, the gossip is on her, right? right? I didn't know that when I read the book and right. then used it and then it changed me. And what I loved about it most was the concept of the self. Yes. Caring about fulfilling on itself versus pleasing other people and what other people think of you as a way to succeed. And so I, I, whenever I have come across people who are actually unhappy, they have way too much, it's Keating. They have way too much Keating in them and not enough Rourke. And Rourke was really out to please his own self about his own greatness. Not ego greatness, like aren't I the greatest, but like seeing something great happen. 
And so I really like that. I use that from the book. Don't so, kill me. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a, look, it's a good book. And I think that's like a very interesting spin on it, like pulling the archetypes out of it and this idea of self. Yes. So you are huge in our world, in the wellness world. And you have, you know, you have people like Mark Hyman who wrote the forward for your book, who's like one of the most incredible leading doctors in the world, and Elena Brower, and and they love you, and people yeah. swear by you. So, what do you think? What is it about you and your method that has attracted the teachers, teachers almost? Like these people, yeah. It's something that's unique. What do you think it is about you and your method? It works. Well, that's a big thing. <laughs> but these are um, hard people no, to become, uh, that, you know, th these people literally are teachers to teachers. Yeah. And to attract that type of person and they swear by you and love by you. Like, yeah. th that, that, that's... I don't think anybody's teaching. At the level I go in on, what is your mind doing to you? Right. And, and with a sense of humor, not to like be ashamed or embarrassed right. or like, I think that there's pieces in the method that are so liberating to one's dark side or what you're ashamed of or what you would hide or what you don't want anyone to know or looking good and keeping that pretense that I take all of that away, right? So that person who's getting like, so, you know, so with Elena or with Mark, right, like a place where they, they have the places that they're extraordinary. Yeah. And then they have the places that they're not extraordinary. Right. And they want to be extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And then they don't know why they're stuck. Right. And then my ability to figure out why you're stuck and the method's ability to figure out why you're stuck and get you laughing and not mm -hmm. is the, the secret sauce. Right. Between the method and the laughter of humans are funny, creatures and don't we all kind of suck and let me tell you all the reasons I suck right. right in a way that's not which it's just dark and light integrating right and with a sense of humor whereas therapy or other coaching will just listen and they're just not allowed to get right. in there and bring right. the spiritual fit like spiritual integrity like the spiritual conversation well, there's a whole spiritual conversation right. there's a whole well, you're talking spiritual physical emotional yes like do you think that therapy and psychiatry, psychology to some degree, because that it is dated and that they're not addressing people as whole people? That, that I think that's unfair. Or not unfair. I know it's unfair. No, no, I, but, I think but, that a lot of good work is happening. And I think mental illness is real. Sure, absolutely. And I think, and I think just like all schools or all teachers are not created equal, all, all therapists or any comment about right. it is not fair. Sure. Okay. But where coaching is allowed to step in and therapy is not, is a, it, I am, though I don't even know that all coaches do this, but I truly assign homework. Right. And if you don't do it, you're fired, right? Like that is not, that's a very different model right. that they are not, a, they L don't, they're not do. even allowed well, that, to do that. That's what I'm trying that. to get at, like the yeah. differences, because I think to some people, it, all this is confusing. Like, oh, there's coaching and then there's different life coaches and there's a psychologist, there's a therapist, there's a psychiatrist. Right. And they all are sort of in this field of yes. either helping me deal with a problem or yes. helping me realize my potential. And it's all sort of a yes. mishmash. Yes. But there are differences, and that, that's there what really I'm trying to, to get at. Yeah. 
I think the big difference is the action oriented. Like you have deep insights. Right. The, the, the whole method, I really do something different with your memories, like your mm -hmm. big haunting memories in your life. Right. Which everyone has. Everyone has. And I teach you something, like I really do have a philosophy on your haunting memories and why they still haunt you. Right. And I teach about lying. Right. Like if you're like, what are you eradicating on Earth? I'm like lying, people telling one side of the story, not going, you know, like not understanding the impact of how you live in your own head and what that's done to you. Right. So therapy definitely heads into that. But not like I'll make you go talk to your mother and write that letter. But to read it to her, not to just write it, right? Like, so I'm very much get resolution to happen here, now, tell the truth, transparency, where it's, most people are still managing secrets. Right, and any time in your process, you're building your business, your career, did you ever think like, you know, maybe I'll go to med school and just have the full, like get everything I could, or, or know, or just? When, like, if you're like, tell me one of your issues, Lauren, I'm like, oh, try and get me to really read. Right, like, like for a while, and like I, you know, I can't concentrate for the life. Like I can sit and be forced to, right? right? But, but like there are people who are good at studying and sure. and really actually like I. So it was just never something you thought about. It, like, like the two years, like the years I did college, like how right. hard it was to get me to do it. Right. Versus, like I would much rather talk. It, it's not a lack of wanting to work. It's the type of work I'm good at. Right. Right. And sitting and reading and studying and memorizing. Self-awareness. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Right. Not in the program. So if you could go back in time mm. to the, your 20-something self who's, you know, in maybe you're in Landmark or Left Landmark yes. and you're coaching and yes. you're growing and learning yes. who you are. Like, yeah. If you could give yourself one piece of advice, what would that be? God, I would still have me be more forgiving, right? And I'm pretty, like, I'm famous for being forgiving. Like, if you could figure out how to say sorry to me for anything that you ever did right. wrong, but that, that I take anything anybody ever does wrong personally yeah. in any way, shape, or form, back then, I took a lot more things personally. Really? And now I'm, like, so much smarter about that. It's awesome. And what have you learned about yourself? Um, it's okay, like let things go right like i know like do i do not like karma is not my job i do not need to that's a good quote <laughs> right that is a good quote that's the next title of your book next book <laughs> that's like my biggest lesson i don't have to do that right. job so a last question before yes. we're going to talk about the book quickly and get we're not going to say too much because everyone needs to buy it it's amazing that's right um so what do you say to someone out there who just is stuck wants to make change is maybe there's a lot going on in their life and, and we, we all have moments where we're really overwhelmed and maybe don't have the resources to, to get a coach or you know someone just lost and really struggling. What do, you, what do you say to them? Like, what's your biggest piece of advice to that person? First of all, I have never not been able to get someone out of hell, right? Everyone ends up in hell, everyone ends up back in hell. Hell happens, it's coming, it could come, it's coming. Like, it's not something that doesn't happen. And if you're in it, um, that's, that was part of the deal we all signed up for that we didn't know we signed up for. Right. So I'm sorry, yes, you're there. Second is you can get out. I have never met a person who can't get out right. or who didn't get out if they were really ready to get out. 
right? What trips people up when they're in hell? They, they um, well, everyone doesn't understand they're always in a relationship to God, right? Even if it's like, there is no God, God, right? There's like, right? So you're always in a relationship to something. And if you think about, you're talking to yourself, what are you talking to? You're talking to life. Life isn't fair. Like, like there's, a, there's like the big narrative, right. right? Of one's relationship to self and life itself. Yes. That's what I'm gonna say is your relationship to God, right? So usually you're laying on the floor pissed and not gonna, you know, go for a walk today. You're not gonna, like, you're not gonna forgive. You're not gonna, like, you, there is no, you pretend there's no you there and you're a victim, the ultimate victim, but mm -hmm. really you could not be more pissed. Right. And blaming and vindictive. I'm assuming victim mentality is a favorite of yours. Um, it is the biggest one I have to get people <laughs> to figure out. Right. It's not true. Like right. maybe it's you and that's not true. Right. So, so then for that person, go for a walk. So just like one practice a day, like one thing. Do you watch the show Girls on HBO? I do. I haven't seen like the recent season, but I love Girls. Interesting. I would say there's a lot of victim mentality in the show. Oh, they're hysterical. It's funny, but what do you make of the I'm just. <laughs> Which one? Where are we? Well, I love them. Right. I like, well, she's, his, she's a hoot. Right? They like, all are. It's entertaining. I, I watch I, the show, but. I appreciate the human condition. That's a they're very, rocking out the human condition. They're rocking right? out the human. They're condition. rocking out the human condition, and uh, you know, may she may she show people sex every day of the week. That is okay. like so liberating and hysterical. <laughs> I just want to clap for her. There's another HBO show off topic, <laughs> but you watch Big Little Lies. Have you seen that? No. You should watch that. Big Great. Little Lies. Okay, I'm on it. It's Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, oh. Laura Dern. Shailene Woodley. Good. It's interesting. I, I, I'd be curious to get your take on it because it's okay. like a very like female-driven uh, cast. Fun. Being true, I'd love to. All right, I'm not on that it. I'm pushing TV on you or HBO, but I'm very curious to hear your thoughts. Colleen and I talk about it a lot. All right, I'm on um, it. I will check. So, I actually I could stand a new show. Yeah, it's good. It's a, it's yes. a mini series. Okay, good. Um, so this book. Yes. So maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. Which, by the way, is like one of the best titles ever. Really? It is. Thank you. Dang. You know, I see someone in Barnes and Noble looking throughout all the books, and they're just like, maybe, whoa, like everyone else is promising all this, you know, pipe dreams right, right, and, right, 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 right. you know, Aww. unicorns yes. and all that fun no. stuff and yes. manifest this and that and all your worries go away. But then here's this book staring at me that says, maybe it's you. <laughs> so talk to me, why does everyone, talk to me about the book and why everyone has to go buy this book, which they all should. But. Yeah, uh, it works. Yeah, it'll scare the living shit out of you because you can actually within pages. I mean, I've actually started hearing people talk to me about reading it and that they're doing it. And then this, the cutest thing was like she was like she got a group together and is doing it with her two other best friends because it's so confronting and they want right. to talk about it together, right? So one is if you want to change your life, if you actually want to, if you actually want to do if the you work, actually want to change your life, right? right? You actually want to learn and face things and get in there. This will work. It works, right? So that, that is my greatest pride, like this will work. If you don't do it, it will not work, right? And uh, the difference between doing it and not doing it is everything. Right. And so, but it's here, right? And this took me 20 years to get done, right? 10 years at MIT, 10, like everything I've ever done is now like laid out funny. 
funny. Like I am, I care to be funny. I care to make you laugh. Um, I wrote it with my sister. I, it's my content, but she's the good writer. <laughs> she's the good writer. And so I'm very proud of it. Well, congratulations, everyone. Do go, it. Go pick up the book. It's amazing. <laughs> Maybe it's you. Lauren Zander, thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's an thank honor. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. 